Hello. I'm your host, Dr. Edwin Porter, Dr. Physical Therapy, Medical Analyst at FantasyPoints.com. Bienvenidos de nuevo al Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I owe everybody an apology, all three of you, including you, Mom, my uh, one listener, for not posting an episode last week. Things got crazy with my residency. Things got crazy with life. Hope you understand. We did not post a podcast last week. But this week, we will discuss one Matthew Stafford, Devontae Lavelle Adams, Noah Fant, and of course, we're going to talk about Joe Mixon just a little bit. So it's been disappointing that we haven't seen Joe Mixon back. I'm feeling it on my rosters. You're probably feeling it on your rosters. What went wrong? What's going on with Joe Mixon? Well, first of all, you have to consider that this was maybe a more serious injury. Not maybe, it was a more serious injury than we took for face value. This seems to be a more serious injury than Chris Carson's was. It's appearing to be a more serious injury than Calvin Ridley has. And it's really cramping our style as Joe Mixon rosterers this year. So the midfoot is extremely difficult to rehab because you're obviously constantly walking on your foot. You're standing on your foot. The blood flow to the foot isn't fantastic. There's a lot of connective tissue uh, ligaments that don't get a ton of blood flow to heal. And so it just takes time, especially when there's significant damage. And that's essentially what it sounds like or it seems like Joe Mixon is dealing with. What does this mean? Well, he's coming up on 35 days on Sunday. It'll be 35 days that he had this injury, that he picked up this injury. The average return to sport time is 36 days for these, but he hasn't even returned to practice. He didn't practice all week. He hasn't practiced all week. The standard deviation for the average is 26 days, which means essentially this injury can take and has taken for this sample of players up to 62 days. That is two months. And if it takes that long, he won't be back until December 13th. So you can do the math on that one. It could be up to that long, and it seems like it could stretch at that point uh, to about 62 days. It could get there. At this point, it's difficult to project when Mixon will be back. It's obviously a serious injury, and the last thing they want to do is put him back out there if he's not ready. So, batting down the hatches. You might be without Joe Mixon for another couple of weeks. Another dude I wanted to chat about a little bit is Matt Stafford. Mr. Matthew Stafford ever slightly above average, ever underrated because of the organization that he belongs to. Matt Stafford has a bit of a ruptured ligament, a minor, seems to be grade one ligament sprain in his throwing thumb. Yikes, right? So he finished the game last week, um, but there's still a good chance that he doesn't play this week. He He didn't practice at all on Wednesday, was limited today on Thursday. And we'll see what Friday has for him. And even though he did finish the game and he played well, now that the Lions have this information, this data point, that he does actually have some sort of physical dysfunction, this physical sprain, it might behoove them to take it a little easy on him. Take it easy. Maybe don't play him this week. There's a chance that he just doesn't play. Now, when it comes to reading the tea leaves, Matt Patricia tries to be like Bill Belichick, and so he makes things very difficult. He's Bill Belichick light when it comes to discussing injuries, and it's really hard to know what he's thinking or what his plans are. But considering the fact that he was limited on Thursday, there's, like I said, still a chance that he might not play about a 49% chance if I had to pull a random number out of the air. 
there's about a 40%, 49% chance Matthew Stafford doesn't play. What's the problem if he does play? The problem if he does play is that when you grip a football, it's extremely hard to grip a football with a sprained thumb. Your thumb is responsible for mobility. Your thumb is responsible for stability. Your thumb is basically what makes you different than a dog, than another mammal, than a bear. Uh, makes you different than a tiger. Uh, it is a thumb that separates the elite, if you would, the elite mammals from the non-elite mammals. Some of you aren't very elite. Uh, I'm not elite. However, I do consider myself an elite mammal because I have a thumb. Thumbs are extremely important for quarterbacks. The bottom line is that it might be difficult for him to grip a football. It might be difficult for him to throw a football. Yes, last year, Jameis Winston played with a hairline fracture in his thumb. Those are you know, manageable. And in theory, then this means this is also manageable, manageable with a Toradol shot. I'm just saying his ceiling floor combo is not worth it for me. If you're a cash player, especially, let me tell you one situation in which I would use Matthew Stafford. If he's active, I would utilize Matthew Stafford. If you're trying to save salary at the quarterback position, I haven't even looked at the prices. I would assume that he's not going to be up in that upper echelon, but we don't have Kyler. We don't have Russ. Um, I don't think we have homes. So there are a lot of options that you don't have this week. Matthew Stafford could be a GPP play this week. And because of the thumb injury, that might scare some ownership off. Make sure you go to fantasypoints.com to check out the projected ownership numbers on that. But this is me shooting from the cuff. Shooting from the cuff? What does that mean? Shooting from the hip on my, my sort of thoughts on Matthew Stafford's outlook this week. Um, so that's that on that. If you have any more questions, hit me up on Twitter at FBInjuryDoc. So, Noah Fant, poor guy, cannot catch a break. He had an early season high ankle sprain. A couple weeks ago, I think it was, he had another lateral ankle sprain. Last week, he had a ribs injury, and he just can't catch a break. These ribs injuries are extremely difficult to come back from. They're extremely painful. He was limited on Thursday in practice, I believe. And he's got to be having a hard time. I mean, it's got to be difficult for him. Even if he comes back and plays, the lingering high ankle sprain, the chance of recurrence for the lateral ankle sprain, the fact that over the last four games, he's had just three receptions. Uh, in three of the last four games, he's had just three receptions. And let me read you his line. Three for 38, seven for 47, three for 45, three for 18. Those are his last four games. And it's going to be, Really difficult to convince me otherwise that his health is not at least partially to blame. He has been the most unlucky dude and is on track to be the star of the 2021 injury discount article that Scott Bear and I put out this year. I mean, I think that's going to be a yearly thing, so let's hope for that. But anyway, I just don't trust Noah Fant, given the offense, given his situation, given his injuries. Um, not entirely certain that he'll be active. I think he will be active, uh, but even if he is, I'm not trusting him. Ah, uh, yes. One Devontae Lavelle Adams. A man of men. The father of all grown-ass men. And number one wide receiver in our hearts. In retrospect, sure didn't make sense to draft him after Michael Thomas this year, but the hindsight's 2020. Devontae Adams was downgraded. From a limited participant on Wednesday to a non-participant on Thursday. This is not good, folks. This means one of two things. He either re-aggravated the issue that he was having after last week. Or 
He tried to practice, pushed through it like normal, and was like, yo, this is not happening. I can't do this. Those are your two options, really. In reality, that's probably what happened, one of those two things. So looking at the practice reports for Green Bay over the last two years, Green Bay has put about 89 players on the practice report. 31% of them have ended up being inactive. They've ended up being out. So if you do the math on that, um, in theory, anybody on the practice report has about a 70% chance of playing. Obviously, that's not how it works, and it's a smaller sample, but that's what we have to work with. You also have the fact that the Packers are 7-2, and two, I think it is. Um, they're playing the Colts. I'm not sure how much of a consequence this game really has for them in the, in the grand scheme of things, if they expect to continue to push forward for the playoffs. Um, they sat Devontae Adams before in week three for his hamstring injury, and it was sort of a precautionary thing, or I think it was week three or four, I don't remember. And they obviously have shown that they want to protect him. He's the only freaking pass catcher that they have. I guess Alan Lazard's coming back. MBS has shown something lately. But he's their star. He's their stud. He's their probably their best skill player um, with Aaron Jones on his tail. But this is an issue that you want to monitor. Today's practice reports, um, if you're listening to this, it's Friday. Today's practice reports are going to be telling. And what we need to understand is that Devontae Adams is not a guy you sit. Let me say that again. Devontae Lavelle Adams should never be on your bench if you have the wisdom of knowing the knowledge that he is active. He's never on your bench. The pain and the sorrow that you could get from a potential letdown from Devontae Adams is not, let me repeat that, is not worth benching him. Because at any given point, Devontae Adams could go off for a 30-burger, a 40-burger. He gets targeted so often in that offense that fading him will come at your own demise. If you plan on using him in cash games, I'm not fading him if he's active. I mean, maybe. Maybe if you have other options. I'm not fading him in GPP games. I'm not fading him in season long. If Devontae Adams is active, you are playing him. I don't want to get any questions on Twitter at FB Injury Doc. Hey, Doc, should I sit Devontae Adams even though I have uh, Ozekius? Uh, I don't know the name of the wide receiver. Uh, Atlanta, I'm sorry. Um, or should I sit him for, for Randall Cobb? No. Don't sit Devontae Adams. If he's active, play him. But I am a little concerned that he just won't be active. Um, we'll see what happens. Make sure you keep up with me at FB Injury Doc on Twitter. Let me know. What you think, if you have questions, just don't let it be a start-sit questions, Devontae Adams. If you ask me a start-sit about Devontae Adams, if you are unlucky enough and unfortunate enough to not listen to this podcast, uh, which means you're not listening now, but if anybody asks me if Devontae Adams is active, if we get a Shefty bomb, Devontae Adams is active, and I get a tweet asking if they should sit Devontae Adams, I will put you on blast immediately. Um, I'm not that mean, but... I'll just quote tweet you and say something snarky probably. So don't say Devontae Adams is active. Here's some last minute fun facts. I don't know what to do with this information yet, um, but I did want to give a shout out to my mans, right? I was on his podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. So I want to give a shout out to at big three underscore injury on Twitter. He's at LA. He is putting together quite a bit of, quite a bit of a uh, podcast network over at at Big Three IDP, they focus on defensive players. Although they do, you know, chat about other uh, about other players, skill players, and such. That's what we did when I was on with him. 
here's what I want to give a shout out to. He did, he put together a bunch of data for me from the second that I asked him to do it to the second that he finished, it probably took him two weeks. And this was data, injury data that I'm about to cite for four seasons. He went back and looked at every single player on the injury report, whether they were active or whether they were not. And he put that together for me. So big, big shout out to at big three underscore injury. I think he goes by Lee, uh, but he is looking to be a medical professional when he is done with school and he's somebody to watch out for. He's an up and coming star. He'll work hard for you. If you have any jobs for him, or if you just want some good information on Twitter, go follow him at big three underscore injury. Uh, big shout out to my man. I really appreciate the help that he gave me this week. Here's the information I wanted to give. So it's a bit random, a bit sporadic. Just want to chat about it. In 2019, there were 434 players that ended the week as questionable or doubtful. 56% of these players were active. 43% of them were out. Of the 56% that were active, 39% of them were on the final injury report as limited. And only 19% were a full practice. If they were active, only 9% of them were a DNP on Friday. Another little fun fact here, overall, there were 545 players who were out. This is all skill players, by the way. 72% of them were a DNP on the final report. So there's still a better chance than I thought if a player is a DNP on the final injury report that they will actually play. This isn't adjusted for Thursday night game, so I'll have to take a look at that. The last little bit I'll give you here, there were 384 players who ended the week as just questionable. Of those players, 63% of them were active, 36% of them were out, and 44% of those active players were a limited participant on Friday. So, seems to be a little bit of, um, I don't know what to do with this information, so I'm just giving it to you. If you have any thoughts, any ways to use it, if you have questions, let me know at FBInjuryDoc. Follow me on Twitter. Make sure you go to FantasyPoints.com. Check out my injury preview that will have all four of the players that we talked about, Joe Mixon, Matt Stafford, Devontae Adams, Noah Fant there, plus everybody else, every other skill player you can imagine. Other than that, we're good. Good luck this week.